the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <coughs> the word of the Lord comes to us today from St. Paul's epistle to the church at Ephesus, Ephesians in chapter 4. Hear his words. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you may put on the new man which was created according to God. What St. Paul is teaching us here is quite frankly the journey of all of our salvation. We are going from one state of being to a completely different state of being, fallen to given and granted divinity within us that Christ may be glorified in our lives. From moving from a place of being darkened in our thinking. That means perceiving things around us the way that this fallen world perceives them. Being darkened in our thinking. Going to a place of being illumined in our minds. Because as we become more like Christ and, and, and the more we fellowship with God all of our days. We begin to perceive things and see all things. The way that he perceives and sees all things. My friends, this journey from such darkness into brilliant light, it is a lifelong journey as we walk with Christ. And so our Lord gives us gifts all along the way to bring us from such darkness and illuminate us with himself. For example, he gives us all the various spiritual disciplines Actions that we do that are met with his divine power, the grace of God, to have the opportunity for us to be transformed in the doing of those actions. That's what a spiritual discipline is. Let me give you just a few examples. Church attendance is actually a spiritual discipline. Church attendance is spiritual discipline. We come by grace and we meet with grace as we gather together to become the royal priesthood and to lift up the offering of praise, but also to lift up the offering of our very lives to God. And he comes and sets himself very present with us to return in kind and in love the offering of himself to us. And we are changed by that time. The discipline of prayer. The discipline of prayer is met with grace where we actually get to fellowship with God all of our days. Just as Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. We get to fellowship with Him and be transformed by that time. The discipline of reading Holy Scripture is a spiritual discipline. And in that discipline, we learn to hear the voice of our shepherd who is leading us to green pastures, to green pastures and living water, still water. Through that journey from darkness to light. The discipline of fasting is given to us. That when we put aside things we thought we once need. We realize that what develops in us. Is that Holy Spirit manifestation of self-control. That self-control comes into our lives. We learn to live only from that which we need. Not the cravings of the flesh. But all that God desires. And all that He gives us with. And the discipline of the tithe. 
the spiritual discipline of the tithe is given to us, that we might live life as though everything that we have truly belongs to God alone, because it does. And we can be freed from the tyranny of anxiousness and worries about how our provisions are going to come because in the discipline of the tithe when met by grace, we come to realize day after day that God is my faithful provider. All things are His and He shares every need with us. And it's this spiritual discipline that our Lord would have us be mindful of on this particular day. Because just like all the other spiritual gifts, in this spiritual discipline that He gives us, again when met by grace, God intends to reveal Himself to us in such a holy way that grants us a great faith where life no longer rocks us to and fro from the things that happen around us. It could be said that the spiritual discipline of the tithe is our Lord's prescription for all of us for those very anxieties and fears. Let me ask you a question. How many of you here, how many of you here struggle from time to time with a fear or anxiousness about your finances? How many of you? Okay, how many of you are lying? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Now I got it. All of us are good. I think we all can go into that struggle of anxiousness and fears over our finances. But have you ever asked yourself this question? Because I think it's one of the most holy questions that we can ever ask God when we see a struggle within ourselves that ought not be. And it's a very simple question, one word, why? Lord, why is it that I have anxiousness and fears over finances? And I ask it in this way, Lord, why do I have anxiousness and fears over my finances when I've never had one day of my life that I have not had what I need? So what is it in me it's causing the anxiousness and the fears. And I find that more often than not, my friends, the reason that we have fears and anxieties over our finances and over provisions has everything to do with what St. Paul's talking about today. Because in some way, shape, or form, our perception is darkened. We see our finances and we see the things we feel like we have to do for provisions. We see them darkly and we do not see them with the eyes of God. Illumined by His Holy Spirit in us. Showing us how He thinks about this financial situation in our life or that one. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Please, I do not want you to raise your hands on these questions. This is for you to consider. So I'm not trying to embarrass you. We need to think about this. How many of you believe and understand the spiritual discipline of the tithe as being we offer to God 10% of what belongs to us? How many of you see, and don't even nod your head, just think about this. How many of you see the spiritual discipline of the tithe being we offer God 10% of what belongs to us? I will tell you that if we see it that way, we're slightly off. Our mind is slightly thinking in a darkened place. Nothing belongs to us. Nothing belongs to the Christian. Everything we have belongs to God alone. You came into this world with zero. And that round number is precisely what you will leave this world with. 
And everything that you have is a gift from God Almighty to provide for your needs. It belongs to Him. You are a steward of it. And so the principle of the spiritual discipline of the tithe is truly this. We give God 10% of what belongs to Him. And the other 90% we pray to be faithful stewards of for the glory of Him by the provisions for our family and the gifts to the needs of others. That's the spiritual discipline of the tithe. One more question. How many of you here, men and women, how many of you provide for yourselves if you're single, or how many of you provide for your families by working a job? Don't raise your hands, just think. The correct answer is none of you. God provides for you. God provides for me. Oh yes, we work jobs. God has given us the skills. He has given us the ability. He has given us the knowledge. And He has provided us with the job by which through us, by our cooperation, He provides every penny that comes into our house. God provides it all. You see, God commands us to tithe so that that action of discipline will be met with such grace that various spiritual blessings come into our lives. And our hearts go to contentment and peace. Spiritual benefits such as this. When we tithe by grace. That our minds will be transformed to see the reality we just talked about. That everything I have Lord belongs to you. And I offer it all back. Everything belongs to you. And when I tithe. We give the opportunity to God to show himself. And believe me he wants to do this. To prove himself to us. That He is our Heavenly Father by whom all provisions come. And He will never fail because faithful is His name. And He loves us. And there's a third transformation that happens within us through the spiritual discipline of the tithe by the grace of God. And that is we become more like God. As with all the spiritual disciplines. We take on His heart. And I tell you this, that the Lord your God is the greatest of all cheerful he gives lavishly upon us and he delights in it and he delights in meeting our needs. And so as we tithe and offer to him, trusting him to be our provider, so we grow in the heart of God in the very same way. You know, my friends, God has always called his people to the spiritual discipline of the tithe precisely because he knows this weakness within us post fall after the fall as part of our fallen condition. He knows that we, he knew all along and knows today that we will left to our own struggle with doubting him that he will provide and trying to control and grasp control of provisions in our life, which leads to damage to our mind and our soul and a lack of peace. He knows all of this. And so he gave his people out of love, the spiritual discipline of the tithe. And what was the tithe? Tithe, of course, means ten. And so he told his people early on, when he first had a people to himself, he said, bring your first fruits, the first tenth, bring your first fruits in, in an act of praise and trust to me. And what were the first fruits? Back then, let's remember, the first fruits were the first fruits of their harvest. And what was their harvest? You have to get into this reality in their day. The harvest was the very core of their survival. 
It's an agrarian society. The harvest would make every need come to fruition in their lives. And so the Lord said, you take the first ten, the first fruits of the harvest that I provide to you, and you offer it to me. And you keep the other 90% of the harvest. Why the first fruits? You ever ask yourself that question? Why the first fruits? Why did the Lord say not just give a plain 10%, whether it's mid-fruit or last fruit? Why first fruit? Because God knows us. And He knows our humanity. And the last thing that He wanted for His people was to go on throughout that time period and through their flesh or the deceits of the enemy or the circumstances that happen in life he did not want them to stand in fear or deal with anxieties and try to grasp control away from the God of provision over their lives. So in wisdom, in holy wisdom, for the sake of his people, he said, let the first tenth come off in praise and trust to me. You know, my friends, they did this. But so often... The Old Testament people of God, just like we as the New Testament people of God, we hit points where we fail to offer to God what He has asked of us. The people, whether living in fears or anxieties or concerns over how this was going to happen, they would withhold the tithe from God. And I want to read to you how God communicated to His people very lovingly through the prophet Malachi when they would hold back and not offer to him what God had asked. Here are his words. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Listen to his words again. He uses them very specifically. And this has everything to do with living in the reality that all things belong to God. When the people were withholding their tithe, which he had given as a benefit to them, that he might prove himself and show them the wonder of his provision. When they would hold that back, he said, you're robbing me. Will you rob God? But then listen to his words as he gives to me what's one of the greatest exhortations to his people that we hear from God. He says, bring your whole tithe into the storehouse, into my storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, there will not be room enough to receive it. When the people were withholding the tithe, he gently chastises them, letting know you're, you're keeping what's mine. You're keeping what's mine. But please bring your whole, he's pleading with them. When he says, bring your whole tithe into the storehouse and test me, here's what he's saying. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse because I desire to show you the might and the power of my provision over your life. So that every day of your life, much less every year of your life, you have no worries. Because I am God, the God of my people. I will share with you a testimony of failure from my own life and how our Lord corrected it in this very area. I've told you before, 
that one of my spiritual weaknesses all throughout my journey in Christ has been in the area of finances. You're, you're hearing from one who has struggled mightily with anxieties and fears at various times of family life over this very issue. And I have always known, I have always known the call of God to the spiritual discipline of the tithe since I was a child. But my giving God the whole tithe at something like this throughout my whole life. Because I would let so many things that would happen in life. An emergency would happen here. This need or perceived need would happen here. And so what was supposed to be the first fruits given over to God so that He could comfort me and show me His provision in all of these problems. The first fruits became the mid fruits or the last fruits. And there were times it was the no fruits. Because know the Lord. Lord, if I, I have this problem, I've got to take care. You hear what I'm already saying? I'm not going to let you be my provider. I have to. I have to. I have to. And this happened all the way in my 20s and 30s into my early 40s not that long ago. And then I will tell you a conviction that got laid upon my heart by the Lord so very lovingly and gently, but it broke me. He showed me that every time I withheld what he asked for me to offer, that which was his, for whatever reason, every time I did it, I was literally saying to him, I do not trust you. I do not trust you to be my provider. Let me tell you why that broke my heart. Because there has not been one moment or one day in my 50-year life, and at that point, 40-something-year life. Not one day had God not provided everything that I need, and still something in me was saying, I don't trust you. And that was my conviction from the Lord. And from that point on, I determined, not my will but thine, what you say is, is what is best for us, Lord, I give it. And I have given it. Now, I want to be very clear about something. Our church does not preach a prosperity gospel. It preaches the gospel. Tithing doesn't bring riches. Tithing brings the experience of the provision of God into our lives. Because ever since I started faithfully tithing, I have had financial struggles. I have had ups and downs as I've always had throughout my life. But here's the difference. When those financial struggles come, I go to God and my posture is this. Lord, we have a problem. What are you going to do and what do you need me to do to work through this situation? We are being faithful to you. You have always been faithful to us. And I look forward to seeing how you'll show us how you work through this. Now, I wish I could say that all my anxiety is gone. But now, guys, I deal with moments of it. And they go away very quickly because I remember the Lord my God. Who has provided for me all of my days. The spiritual discipline of the time. Is not God saying, I need your money. It's God saying, I want to show you just how much as a father I love you and will provide for you all of your days so that your heart can be at rest, 
no matter what this life throws at us. Let us offer to God our whole tithe and give him an opportunity to manifest the power of his provision into our lives. And it will change our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.